welcome to Sing of the Blues. I'm Don Harrison. And I'm James Marriott. A little bit of a break since we uh, we last we last recorded a podcast. You've been on holiday, so um, it has been a little bit longer than normal. Three games since we were last here. Three victories. Standard Sheffield Wednesday, that's what we call it, don't we? It's just the winning machine. Five months now, isn't it, without defeat? 21 games beaten in the league. Beating which is ridiculous. Below. Was it 20 clean sheets out of 33? Staggering. It really is turning into a very special season. And I've probably said it on the last podcast, and I'll repeat myself now. They really should be aiming to win the league and get 100-plus points. It's there for them. Yeah, it's... Um... It's been interesting, hasn't it? Three very different games, three very different kinds of victories for Sheffield Wednesday. So way back when, going all the way back to the MK Dons um, game, and and that was it. Did look like a bit of a potential banana skin because they'd been trounced, hadn't they, the week before MK Dons, and and when that had happened before in the season, and they tended to come back quite strong in their next game. And obviously, I think we were behind twice, weren't we, in 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 that in that game, and in the end. A, a comfortable on paper looks like a very comfortable win, but actually the reality was a bit was a bit different. It was a bit in doubt for a, for a little while. It was a great test, wasn't it, of uh, this Sheffield Wednesday squad uh, and what they're made of. That yeah, to be two one down at half time, some pretty uncharacteristic defending. You would say certainly for the second goal where Dominic Iolfa's not covered himself in glory. He struggled in the first half. And I think what we saw was another example of Darren Moore's man management this season that I think other managers would have hooked him, taken him off at half-time. And instead, he put his faith in for that he'd be a lot better in the second half and the team would be generally defensively. And that's what Wednesday were. And, and we saw the firepower that Wednesday've got at their disposal and you see you know Marvin Johnson getting a couple of assists you see you know Michael Smith coming up with a couple of goals and big moments and, and they've got match winners you know they've got players that are going to hurt the opposition and we've been saying that all season and yeah MK Dons had, you know, they ships in five goals hadn't they I think the game before and uh, yeah so their confidence was a little bit Fragile, and Wednesday really, yeah, they made the most of it, and they, they showed their quality in the second half and ran out in the end comfortable winners. But I say it's the character resilience. That's a word that Darren Moore uses a lot, and uh, you know Wednesday've got that in spades this season. The mentality that they have that they they don't panic, James, do they? They just don't panic when they go behind or if there is adversity or things don't go the way, there's injury problems during a match. And I think that's the really impressive character trait that, that this team have got. I think one of the things that we've uh, probably not talked about for a, a while, actually, but we've definitely talked about before on the podcast, is this thing, thing about... You know, the teams that get promoted find different ways of winning games. So you're not going to go out and just be loads better than the opposition every single time. So sometimes it's grinding out victories. Sometimes it's finding a bit of strength and coming from behind. And that's what happened against 
MK Don. So what I said earlier about, you know, three kind of quite different victories, actually, over the course of these three um, games, you know, MK Don's first time for a while that we've had to come from from behind in order to, to win a football match um, and stood up to the test. A lot of people made um, a point... Um, in actual fact, going back to some of the things that people were saying at half time, was, was there was there was a bit of kind of old Wednesday negativity coming out there. Um, but you know, a few people saying maybe a year ago, maybe last season, that doesn't happen. That comeback doesn't happen. That that that, that team, you know, goes on and, and and might at best, you know, kind of scramble a draw out of that game. But as you talk about, there is this different feel right now, isn't there? Which is, you know, there's a confidence there in terms of, of professionalism and, and getting the job done and finding those ways of winning football matches. That, I think, has been uh, one of the stock sentences of the season, hasn't it? Of uh, this is a match that Wednesday would have dropped points in last mm-hmm. season. Uh, and, and they do, they dig in, they grind results out. And, I, I, you know, you would say that I think for the, the majority of the season, and you look at their wins, particularly on the road, they've been by one-goal margins. As soon as Wednesday score, you know, defensively, you know, they've got the best record in the league, and we've seen that. And so they haven't blown lots and lots of teams away. Like they, you know, you would argue that they, they did certainly half a dozen, maybe eight times last season. Uh, you know, where Wednesday have put four, five and six as past teams. And so it's not been, I think, as free-flowing. But what Darren Moore has done is he's just made them into an incredibly hard team to beat and be well-organised and disciplined. And that takes you a long way in League One. And you're right in terms of that thing about that's a game that Wednesday don't win last season. That's something that that we uh, are are saying a lot. Another thing that's coming round a lot now is ooh, it feels like this one's a bit of a banana skin. So um, going into the Charlton match, same as well. I had quite a few people say to me before peace were going. Not got a great feeling about this. Just you know, every game at the moment when you're on this kind of run turns into that proverbial banana skin, doesn't it? Or potential banana skin. Um, so Charlton, um, we knew. Well, I mean, you know, Michael Hector obviously um, joining them a few weeks ago, so we were coming up against um, him. Never an easy place to go, and they've not been having a great season. But it doesn't matter, does it? It always feels like one of those games that's going to be a hard game every season going to um, going to to Charlton. Um, and I mean, you know, kind of beset. This is not an injury crisis on the scale that we've had them um, before. But Marvin Johnson, obviously, getting that suspension beforehand, various other problems. I don't think there's many people that that would have, um, you know, raised a raised a pipe in celebration at Jed Brown being on the um, team sheet that you've described as the forgotten man of Sheffield Wednesday before. And um, you know, it, it kind of got to that point where. There just weren't really any options. Who'd have thought over the course of two games that he'd gone to prove himself to really be a match winner and 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 ultimately create two um two winning goals? Um, but you know, very much coming up with the goods against Charlton. The days and it doesn't really matter, does it, James? Like what team Darren Moore plays, you know, that he has got trust and faith in this squad that. They have got the ability to beat any team in this league. And there were three changes at Charlton, one of which was Jaden Brown. And that's the one that grabbed the most headlines. And he popped up with the assist. And he's been a bit part player at best, hasn't he, this season? He has really struggled for game time uh, since October. And then he's come into the last two 
two games and he's played his part and you know we always said that it was going to be about the squad and and Wednesday have shown that we are now three quarters of the way through the season that they have the strongest squad in the league and it goes back to January doesn't it of where there were a lot of Wednesday fans that were concerned over the lack of recruitment and how effectively they were one player down with mm. the two lone players going back and only Aidan Flint coming in. Darren Moore's decision, the recruitment team's decision, yes, they did want another player, but in the end, they believed that they had enough. And right now, you'd have to say, it's going to take a serious capitulation for Sheffield Wednesday to not get promoted. And I don't expect that to happen. I really don't. And you, and you also have to say... I'm, I'm still not happy about this talk. Well, it's tough. It's tough. You get it. And you have to say, going into Charlton and this run of five matches, you know, we're talking about some of the, the results that have happened so far. There's another two or three on the horizon that will come to in a bit. Like This is the toughest period left for me yep. that Sheffield Wednesday have got on paper left this season. And right now, they have got maximum points from two out of the five. And they've got... You know, you know, <laughs> in the matches coming up, yeah, everybody... Fears Sheffield Wednesday in League One. They should be doing, really, as they can hurt you from all different angles. And it doesn't matter how you try and line up, set up, play against Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday have got so many strings to the bow that they will find a way of getting the job done. The, the game that we've not talked about yet is obviously the the one at the weekend against um, Peterborough. Uh, I, I said earlier, you know, a few people feel a bit nervous going into this one. They've recently changed manager again. I mean, I don't know whether or not Darren Ferguson counts as a changing manager at, um, at Peterborough anymore. He's, he's just part of the furniture there, isn't they? Just wheel him out every so often. Um, but um, it wasn't a classic, not an amazing performance, particularly first half. Um, and I kind of feel like we're, we're sort of saying the same stuff over and over again because it was very much a case of just getting the job done, wasn't it? It was, you know, teams that teams that get promoted find ways to win games when actually, you know, it's not all going swillingly. And and that was very much I felt the case on um, on Saturday. It wasn't a classic performance, but you know, it was rolling the sleeves up and and getting the three points. I'm going to tell you a little story about Saturday. So I was on holiday as you mentioned last week. So I went to Lanzarote uh, and I only discovered a couple of weeks before the trip that uh, there is a Sheffield Wednesday pub in Lanzarote called Owl and the Pussycat uh, in Puerto del Carmen. So I went to track it down and so I watched the match from there on iFollow with about another 50 to 70 Sheffield Wednesday fans. So I had a great day drinking beers, sunshine, and uh, watching Wednesday went so uh, it went pretty good for me really um, and yeah just it, you know you look to Saturday and at no point did I really think that Wednesday were going to drop points uh, and that you know as soon as they get their noses in front there's an inevitability about Sheffield Wednesday and, and that's the great feel, feeling this season and uh, yeah Darren Moore actually named an unchanged 11 and there was no Reese James and David Stockdale and, and you look at it and you think on paper that you know the, the bench was quite um, you know youthful and a little bit weak and we've maybe said that two or three times 
in recent weeks due to the injuries and you had people like Rio Shipston on there uh, and had a Toro in defence, Piers Charles uh, you know, gets caught up with Stockdale missing out. It just doesn't matter though what team you know Wednesday put out and um, the fact is that Peterborough have underachieved so far this season but on the day they're still dangerous. They've got one of the best centre forwards in the division in Johnson Clark Harris and Wednesday completely nullified Peterborough and that takes some doing when you look at it and you think Peterborough didn't have a shot on target and you know you saw um, in the second half you know it's Jaden Brown again that you, know, you have to give him a lot of plaudits where he's had a big hand in the winning goal deflects his cross and then a, a great piece of defending from their really only opportunity that Peterborough had and yeah, yeah, you know, it wasn't pretty, it, and it wasn't one of Sheffield Wednesday's better performances. Um, but three points—that's all that matters. And um, you know, if the two clean sheets from Charlton and Peterborough. You know, you, and six points—you can't ask like much more than that. And goal difference is worth an extra point for Sheffield Wednesday at this stage. Um, I know that things have turned around a little bit when you look at you know, Plymouth and Ipswich both winning on Tuesday night um, to still put some pressure on Wednesday. But Wednesday have got games in hand on both of them. Um, and so they're in such a strong position, such a strong position. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to ask about that and, and look at the league table. So yeah, you, you've you've made a prediction a few times that there's still a bit of a, there's a bit of a sticky spell still to come at some point for, for Wednesday. There's there's a, there's a wobble still to, to come. Well, do you know what? We, we've the got... you there, though. They, maybe they have already had their mini wobble where those draws that they had in December. Now, I saw that. I think it might have been Joe Cran that pointed that out and maybe that was a mini wobble. Yeah, and they've gone 21 games unbeaten and, and including those draws when they have the it, mini it, wobble. It, it feels... Um... I don't know. It feels almost greedy now to be expecting Wednesday to pretty much go the rest of the season without really losing a game or even you know dropping any points. It's just like you know, at some point there is going to be a little bit of a difficult spell, whether that's caused by another couple of injuries or something. I think we've kind of got to expect it. So I think looking at the table now makes quite interesting reading because technically at the moment Wednesday top only on goal difference with Plymouth winning last night. Ipswich who kind of drops away kind of, you know, backing it a little bit in terms of just being um, five points behind now, which is a fair gap, really. But um, Wednesday, of course, with those two games in hand. Now, this this brings us to an age-old question in football. Would you rather have points in the bag or games in hand? I don't think it really matters this season. Usually I'd get into this sort of debate with you, but I, I really don't think it matters. Is Sheffield Wednesday going on? It's as simple as that. They are like, like to have. You've got thirteen games to go. Do the maths. Like they've got seventy-four points on the board, and so even if Wednesday had a really poor end to the season, let's say they only win five of the last thirteen, right? That's going to put them on eighty-nine points. Like you know, you'd be bang unlucky to miss out. Yeah, with the way that Ipswich and Plymouth are performing. They probably still need 90. But Wednesday, realistically, I think they could afford to win only half of the remaining games and they're going to finish in the top two. But to win we, the we title, some... they, they should be, yeah, yeah, they're going to need closer to nine or ten wins. 
Well, we, we did we did some um, uh, back of a beer mat uh, maths on Saturday after the match um, and calculated that we... So we think Wednesday could probably afford to lose five games and still be okay. Um, but actually, kind of, you know, the way things are going at the moment, realistically, you know, over 100 points is, is very much on the cards, isn't it? Well, it is, yeah, definitely. You know, I think um, with their waveform, it's... There'd been such a big improvement in that department, and so you, you know you look at it at the fixtures coming up, and four out of the next five are away from home, and you've got Portsmouth and Barnsley, you know, and they're the, the two that you would say are the toughest. Um, but then you've also got like Forest Green, Chelsea, and that that's you know, in, you know those two trips are in the space of four days, and so. I, it's not going to be easy, but then you know if if Wednesday gets some of the injured players back, and you know we've seen pictures of Michael Heck was in light training, so maybe he he return in the next say month. That'll be another big boost to the defence. Reese James should be available for Portsmouth, and you really what you're talking about is is the strength and depth that they've got when they get some of those injured players back. You know, like this weekend, the selection dilemmas that Darren Moore's got is what is he going to do with... So, Jaden Brown, we've talked about, has done very well in the last two matches. And so, will he stick with him? Or will Reese James come back into the fold? Who's going to miss out? You've got Akin Femewo there. Um, and and Reese James has played a lot at left side of centre-back. You know, they're just really good problems for Sheffield Wednesday to have. And then after Portsmouth, you've got Marvin Johnson will be available for, for Bolton. So really good selection options to have at this stage of the season. And I think most clubs in League One will, will be really envious of the resources that Wednesday got. Let, let's delve a little bit further into those three games coming up then. So um, Portsmouth away, Bolton at home, Barnsley away. Portsmouth iffy season. You always expect Portsmouth are going to be up there or thereabouts, don't you? But uh, it's not really happened for them this season. Playoffs isn't completely out of the picture for them, but it, it's probably unlikely. Um, a bit like we kind of said with Charlton earlier, though. I think Portsmouth always feels like a difficult place to go. And um, Bolton have had a um, bit of a topsy turvy season. It looked like you know they could be that that late runner that 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 kind of um, challenges the top two. It's not, it's not kind of quite worked out that way now and um, they've played quite a few games more than everyone else so they could end up dropping off a little bit but um, you know that that obviously back at Hillsborough for that and then away at Barnsley who have, have hit a bit of form um, of late and I think playoffs feels like it's very much in their hands I think making a, a, a late push for automatic probably a bit too much to ask for Barnsley but yeah, we talk about um, you know, th- this little run of fixtures is probably the most difficult one left this season it really is isn't it because they are you know taken even by themselves that's three difficult games but the fact that they come quite hot on the heels of um, each other I think Barnsley is a midweek game isn't it so you know in the space of 10 days you've got those three um, those three games that that's that's a pretty you know it's, it's fairly grueling that yeah it will be tricky and you know I look at Portsmouth first and you think that yeah okay they lost to Barnsley on Tuesday night but that their home form has actually really picked up uh, since the new manager went in there. And I think they've won four out of the last five. So, uh, you know, they've only lost once at Fountain Park this year. And and so, yeah, Wednesday will have their work 
you know, cut out. And I'd take a point at Portsmouth, I think. You know, there's going to be a big crowd there. I think it's sold out. And, uh, you know, Wednesday will be well-backed, no doubt. And Darren Moore may make a few changes. You know, they're, they're in a good position in the sense that they've had a full week to prepare for Portsmouth. And Portsmouth have just had a long trip to Barnsley. Um, so that's not going to be, um, you know, easy for them with the quick turnaround. Uh, and Wednesday have got another gap, haven't they, after Portsmouth. So it's how Darren Moore wants to mix and match. But the great thing is that Wednesday have got identity and there is a set way of, you know, we, we know now what Sheffield Wednesday bring to the table every time, pretty much. Yeah, and, and they've been so consistent this season. And I, I, it's just, I can't believe we're into March, James, and we're still looking at it and talking about that Wednesday haven't lost since early October. Right? I mean, it's crackers. It really is. And, um, you know, I, I, I honestly think the way that they've performed right now, they deserve to win the league. They, they, they do, but they've got to go and finish the job now. They've got to go earn it. And, and uh, you know, it's been a big, big effort from everybody so far. You know, they've played close to, what, 50 matches already, I would have thought, in all competitions. And they just now need... It's the, it's the final stretch, isn't it? That's what it is. It's the last 13. And, um, you yeah, know, managers will be coming out up with, you know, 13 cup finals left. But, yeah, for Wednesday... Um, I just don't see them falling away. Just don't see it. Um, th- the other thing that's not happened, of course, is 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 Darren Moore really getting an official accolade because he's been up for manager of the month several times um, and uh, hasn't hasn't actually won it, which seems kind of crazy considering um, just what great form we've 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 been in. Um, obviously, up for it again in February. You kind of think at some point he's he is gonna he is gonna win that. Um, it, it, I, I, you know, kind of a bit old school in terms of the fact that you know I remember the days wherever a Wednesday manager won Manager of the Month, we'd then go on an awful, hit a terrible period of form off the off the back of it. Uh, are you a subscriber to um, to this theory? No, not at all. I, I, and frankly, this season of all seasons, it's not going to make a blind bit of difference either if he wins it or not um, I don't just see just going to make a note of the time code of this in case I need to take us back to it in a few yeah no you do that I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that um, but you know I'm ultra confident so uh, don't you worry uh, you know I'm not going to be eating my words on this occasion I'm pretty confident about that but yeah I mean with Darren Moore you know again we have to touch on it's now been over two years since he's been in charge and uh, what a job He's done really, you know, to pick the club up from where they were. You know, he he spoke about it, you know, numerous occasions about how this was a broken club, um, and he couldn't save them from relegation, and they came close last year, and the summer recruitment. You know, that's what we're going to be looking at. I think um, a lot. You know, when Wednesday get promoted, when it's confirmed, we're going to be going. That played an enormous part in it. That the, the work that Darren Moore, the recruitment team, and you also have to also praise Dave Promchanceri too, as he has undoubtedly taken a back seat in the last year to eighteen months. You know we haven't heard from Dave Promchanceri anywhere near as much as what we did perhaps during the dark times at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, and, yeah. and maybe ne- he, he was there, wasn't he? He was there on, on yes, yeah, so he was enjoying Saturday. It, Saturday. Well, yeah. Some interesting footage where he, he appeared to have an old shirt on a stick, which he was using as a flag. Which I mean, I just find there's something incredibly Sheffield Wednesday about the fact it's like, have we got a flag for the chairman? 
No. What about last season term shirt on a stick? Yeah, that'll do. I just think it was another reminder to get to the club shop and make sure that you've got the stock from uh, your previous year's shirts and just making sure that, you know, we get rid of them. And they're all there. Just think they were promoting that. But yeah, but it's, it's lovely though, like scenes. It's, it's great for him. And I think, you know, we've spoken about it so much in the last few years and you know, about the criticism that the chairman has got. And rightly so, he has made mistakes. He has held his hands up to some of the mistakes that have been made. And I do think that there have been lessons learned when you look at, the, certainly on the recruitment side, that Wednesday are operating like they are operating completely different to what they you know they were before, uh, and I think that that's going to be encouraging when they're back in the championship too. And it will be fascinating to see how they approach it next year when you look at the last eighteen months of two years. Wednesday have not been throwing significant amounts of money at it. Uh, but they're going to need to, you know, I, this is all talk for when it's confirmed and when it's done. I still think there's going to there's going to be a fair amount of surgery that will need to happen to that squad. There's areas of the pitch where you look at the midfield right now, I think could hold its own a lot of the time, certainly central midfield in the league above. Um, and, you know, would give Wednesday a good foundation there. But I, I still look at the rest of the spine and think that's where there is going to be Work to be done, but chat about contracts, chat about you know what Wednesday are going to do, who they're going to bring in. You know that's all for the summer or for later on in the season. Let's let's just make sure and hope and keep our fingers crossed that you know they, they don't throw this commanding position that they're in, and I don't expect them to, and that you know we're going to be celebrating a a title winning team in the next two months. That would be lovely. Good stuff. On that note, then, that's going to wrap us up for uh, this episode of Singing the Blues. Uh, big thank you to our partners at Title Law Solicitors, specialists in wills, trusts, and uh, probate. Uh, head to titlelaw.co.uk. On Twitter, Dom is at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott. The show is at Dom and James. All the links um, in the show notes for this episode as well. Thank you for listening. Up the owls, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> 